the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Bob Bernie Live and the Don Crow Show as we once again simulcast. Yeah, two radio stations, one phone number. My number is 877-BOB-LIVE. That works for those of you listening on WAVA 105.1 in uh, FM in our nation's capital. And it also works for those listening here in Ohio on AM 880 and 104.5 FM, The Word. And I love to talk to our listeners uh, we spent quite a bit of time today talking about what's going on in Israel, Gaza, the uh, Middle East, Iran, the president's visit, and so forth. And uh, I had planned on moving on, but I try very hard to defer to the phone calls. If someone has gone to all the trouble to pick up their phone and call, I want to hear from them. So we'll wait to move on to other topics until a little later because I've got Tony in Virginia on the line. Tony, thank you for calling. Welcome. You're on Bobberty Live and the Don Crow Show. Welcome. Thank you, Mr. Bernie. Hey, uh, remember the topic you said yesterday about, I think it was a pastor that was making excuses for uh, Hamas killing little children? Remember that verse that Jesus said? It was better for them to tie a millstone around their neck and cast it into the sea. Yeah. And then uh, the verse in uh, Isaiah, woe unto those that call evil good and good evil. I I think those pastors and seminar people, okay, you're not reading your Bible, then you need to quit school or you need to quit your job for making excuses because you're not reading your Bible. You're saying Jesus wouldn't uh, condemn it, but guess what? (laughs) He said it himself. (laughs) Well, they're they're reading their Bibles selectively. And what Tony is talking about, I was talking yesterday about how I was attacked on Facebook because I think on the air a couple of days ago, I referred to the Hamas terrorists who slaughtered innocent women, children, babies, cut their heads off, I said they were acting like animals. And so some Christians took me to task. How dare you call them animals? That's not like Jesus. Jesus wants us to love everybody. To call someone an animal is to dehumanize them. And uh, I knew I shouldn't take the bait and respond, but I did. 
And then, oh my goodness, there was this long thread of people attacking me for referring to anybody as an animal. In fact, in fact, one lady on this Facebook thread said, well, God wants us to love animals too. And I thought, are you serious? You know, uh, can those people be redeemed? Yes, if they would repent, give their heart to Jesus. But they are acting like animals. And the point that I made was, you know, they said, you're not being like Jesus. And I said, well, Jesus referred to the religious leaders of his day as snakes and vipers. He called people animals as well. So people have this warped view, Tony, of who Jesus really is. And as as I said before, people think that Jesus, while he was here on the earth, floated around on a cloud and just saying, I love you, I love you, I love you. Well, he was the most loving person that ever lived. But he also called people animals, and he got angry, and he threw over the tables of the money changers in the temple. And yes, Jesus did grow angry at times. Um, So anyway... Tony, I appreciate you calling, and and, uh, thank you for listening yesterday, and thank you for listening today. Thank you. All right, Tony, God bless you. That's that's why I'm going to chase a little rabbit here. I didn't plan on getting into this. But that's why, remember when WWJD was really, really big? Everybody had a bracelet, WWJD. What would Jesus do? Well, I never really got into that, not because I didn't want to do what Jesus would do. I want to be like Jesus. But here's the problem. Certainly not all, but many of the people who were using the WWJD had no idea what Jesus would do. They had no clue, because they don't understand the biblical Jesus They have a warped view of Jesus that Jesus never condemned sin, never brought out the sin of sinners, never ever got angry. He just walked around telling everybody he met how much he loved them. Well, that is an unbalanced view of Jesus. And then... I still hear this. How would Jesus vote? In fact, I got an email from a liberal social justice organization not long ago. How would Jesus vote? Well, they obviously have not read their Bible. Jesus wouldn't vote. He said clearly, my kingdom is not of this world. He did not involve himself in the politics. Boy, could he have, oh my goodness, the Jews had their own politics. And then, of course, there was the Roman government, which was completely corrupt. He didn't say anything about the corrupt Romans, the pagan Romans. Who did he have problems with? Who did he take to task? The religious leaders of his day. His religion, the Jewish religion. Boy, did he have a problem with them. But anyway, this thing of 
how would Jesus vote is just really ignorant. And I'm, you know, I, I hope you're not offended by this, but anybody who says we need to vote how Jesus would vote, you are really, really showing your ignorance of who Jesus was, who Jesus is. Jesus didn't vote. Well, but he paid taxes. Uh-huh. Yeah, because it was required of him. But even then, he made it clear. I am honoring Caesar because that's my civic responsibility. But he never involved himself in the political process. So, if we did everything that Jesus did, we wouldn't vote, we wouldn't campaign, we would never ever get involved in a political party or an election. Well, I don't think that's right. But here's the bottom line. We're not Jesus. We're to be like Jesus in many, many ways. But please understand who Jesus was and who Jesus is. And by the way, if you want to get a grasp of who the risen Christ is, Read Revelation chapter 1. Take a look at John's vision of the resurrected Jesus in Revelation chapter 1. It is not the Jesus often portrayed today. Well, seriously, check out Revelation chapter 1. That's the risen Christ. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. And welcome again to Bob Bernie Live and the Don Crow Show. Well, we still do not have a Speaker of the House and, uh, my little prediction for what it's worth, which is not. It's not worth very much. I don't claim to be an expert on anything. I say that all the time, but it's not false humility. I'm, I'm not an expert on anything. I have a little bit of common sense, and I have a brain, and I try to actually use it. But here's my prediction. Uh, we're not going to have a Speaker of the House for a while. Now, And here's the sad thing and the good thing all at the same time. If the Democrats had the majority in the House of Representatives, we would have a speaker without any doubt whatsoever. Because the Democrats walk in lockstep with each other. They don't think for themselves, for the most part. I'm sure there are a few. But for the most part, they do whatever their leadership tells them to do. It's very much, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, yeah, okay, what do we do? Who do we vote for? Tell us what to think. We don't know what to think. Tell us what to think. Oh, that's what I'm supposed to think? Okay. How am I supposed to vote? Oh, okay. 
I mean, they walk in lockstep. And that's really, really bad. They don't think for themselves. But they are united. They are not divided. They have, listen, the Democrats have some absolute whack jobs in the House of Representatives and in the Senate. I mean, seriously. I'm not being facetious. They have some absolute whack jobs. But the rest of the Democrats go, oh, well, we got some whack jobs, but at least we're all Democrats and we're all going to work together because we have an agenda. And, and, and they do what they want to do. Then you have the Republicans. Yeah, we've got some whack jobs, too. We have some super, super uber right-wing conservatives, a handful, that in my opinion are whack jobs. But then we've got the moderate, well, they would usually be called rhinos, Republican in name only. They're really moderates. And they're whack jobs. And the extremes on the right and the left, I I don't know that I could call any of the Republicans a liberal, but they're certainly not conservative. Okay. And the far right really doesn't care about the rest of the country. They, They really don't care whether anything gets done in the House of Representatives. They are convinced we know the answer. We have the answer. We are the only ones that have the right answer. It is us. Nobody else really matters. And we are going to force our will on the rest of our party. And we don't care what we have to destroy, blow up. It doesn't make any difference because we are right. And then we have the moderates who believe the same thing. We're not going to kowtow to those wicked conservatives. We're not going to cooperate with them because we're the only ones that are right. And, of course, those people would rather cooperate with liberal Democrats than far-right conservative Republicans. So, on one hand, it's kind of good that the Republicans don't walk in lockstep with each other. And, on the other hand, it's really bad because they don't get a whole lot done. They have their own little ideology and their own little kingdom, and they're right, nobody else is right, and it's us four and no more, or maybe us eight and no more. And the end result? Nothing gets done. And so... (laughs) We have the far right who got rid of Kevin McCarthy. Well, that ticked off the moderates. And then, of course, the moderates said, well, you know, we're not going to have someone more conservative than Kevin McCarthy. And so you have this battle. And I realize many of my listeners and many of the listeners in in Washington, D.C., And we can agree to disagree on this. I'm just giving you my opinion, all right? I'm just expressing my opinion. And feel free to express your opinion. Give me a call, 877-BOB-LIVE, if you think I'm wrong. We'll talk about it. 
877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. And I'm absolutely serious. If you disagree, call and let's talk about it. But I don't think we're going to see a Speaker of the House for quite some time. And it has been a long, long time since we needed a Speaker of the House more than right now. The Republicans fought and fought and fought to get the majority in the House. They didn't get the how the majority that everybody predicted they would. It is a razor-thin margin, but they do have the majority. And what are they doing with it? Squandering. They're squandering it. And... It is so important that we stand for principle. But politics is not like theology. And we have people in the House of Representatives that are treating politics like theology. What do I mean by that? When it comes to biblical theology, there can be no compromise because you are dealing with God's Word. You need to find out what God said, and whether you agree with it or not, it is true. There can be no compromise on fundamental foundational theology. No compromise. None. Zero. In politics, if you're not willing to compromise, you're not going to get anything done. You're going to stand for what you believe, but you're not going to accomplish anything. So what have you accomplished by standing your ground and not accomplishing anything. I heard someone on the radio this morning, a conservative, calling into a talk show. It all needs to be blown up, and I am glad that they're blowing it up. Uh, Well, not a whole lot of good comes up from blowing things up. The way we blow things up is through elections. That's our form of government. We blow things up at election time. And if we don't like the people that are representing us, we vote them out and vote somebody else in. The intransigent nature of Republicans on the far right and the far left are not doing any of us any good. We need a Speaker of the House. Jim Jordan would be an excellent one, but we need one, in my opinion. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.